Okay, well, here we are with the second Mainly Moonology podcast of the year. I've got my Moonology Diary ready because I'm going to be giving you some information from here, the Moonology Diary 2024. I've no idea if by the time you see this it will or will not be sold out. Probably will be if the past years have anything to go by, but if not, available on Amazon and at all good bookshops. So let's talk about uh, January in general for a start because um, – you know, I didn't do that last week in any great detail, but talking about January. So January is a standout month, astrologically speaking. Think of it not just a line under 2023, but a line that's under everything that's happened since, are you ready, 2008. Uh, and why? Because that is when Pluto, the planet of power, passion, eruptions, and detoxes entered Capricorn. Now, over the past 12 months and now for this year as well, Pluto is changing signs going from Capricorn to Aquarius to Capricorn to Aquarius as it prepares to leave Capricorn and and then spend a good couple of decades in Aquarius. So when Pluto entered Capricorn back in 2008, but also a line under everything that's happened since 2008. Since for the last 12 months, as I just said, Pluto's been moving in and out of Capricorn, and that continues this year. But by the end of 2024, the move into Aquarius will be permanent in terms of the fact that Pluto will stay in Aquarius until 2043. Okay, so if you all, if you think all this sounds very intense, you're correct, it is. Um, and, uh, you know, it's really something to be aware of because even though I'm into moonology uh, and in, even though I focus on the moon, this is such a big deal that you can't really ignore it. That's why I'm, I'm talking about it. So take a moment to think about what you want to transform in your life. And I am going to be talking about manifesting and transformation in 2024. But take a moment now to think about what you need to transform in your life. What are the conscious actions or subconscious thoughts you need to tackle to set those changes in motion? Because Pluto is a very, very big deal and Pluto is on the move this month. So, okay, that is the month ahead. Pluto changing signs, massive, massive stuff. But this week as well, we have the first new moon of the year. And it's going to be the new moon in Capricorn. Key words for this lunation from the diary include explosive, because it's actually triggering Pluto, power-packed, transformative, and lessons learned. Uh, and the times around the world, just really quickly. So LA, January 11, 3.57 a.m. New York, January 11, 6.57 a.m. London, January 11, 11.57 a.m. And Sydney, January 11 at 10.57 p.m. So let's talk about this new moon this week. It's the last new moon before Pluto makes its move into Aquarius. It hasn't, I mean, it's been in Aquarius last year on and off, but it hasn't actually been in Aquarius for real since 1798. So there's a big new cycle starting. One thing to know, okay, Pluto's moving into Aquarius. Aquarius is all about humanity. Pluto is the sign of transformation. So there is a chance to transform humanity under this cycle. Whatever else you do this month, make some new moon wishes. And when you do it, make a wish for the entire population of the planet, okay? 
So the new moons take place at 20 degrees of Capricorn and Pluto is currently at 29 degrees of Capricorn. So that is what you call new moon conjunct Pluto, the planet of eruptions and volcanoes. Hopefully we're not going to have any of that this week um, and power and passion and magic. So the first thing you need to do to make the most of this new moon is believe in your powers. Are you aware as the new year starts that you are actually much more powerful than you may think? If you had a difficult 2023 or you've had a difficult couple of years, it can be really hard to remember how powerful you are. So use this new moon to tune into your powers, to really reconnect with what it is about you that is amazing because we all have something about us that is amazing. Do you know deep down that you are way more powerful and able to shape and bend your reality than you may ever have thought? Maybe you had a tough childhood or someone made you feel powerless. Maybe you forgot your powers for another reason. But as the new moon begins and you start to and you start to see what the future is holding, it's now you can work your magic. The first thing you have to do though, and it's a really good week to do it is decide, are you or are you not going to come out of the spiritual and the magical closet? Are you going to let people know that you believe you have the power to shape your life or are you going to work in secret? Now, if you decide to work in secret, that's fine. But this new moon at the start of the year is a really, really good time to just say, you know what? I'm actually going to come out and be honest about who I am, the fact that I know I'm powerful, and that is going to really help me. Pluto has been triggered by this new moon, and Pluto is all about secrets, as I've said. However, the new moon energy makes it a really good time to admit, even if only to yourself, that you know you're capable of all kinds of amazing things. And by the way, just after the new moon comes a super positive alignment between feisty Mars and jubilant Jupiter. So the stage is set for us all to do our thing with gusto. So what are you going to do? What can you do that harms no one but makes you feel powerful? Go out and do it, okay? All right, so I really hope that you get the message that this new moon this week is super duper powerful. It's a time to really step into your powers and decide that whatever it is you want to create in 2024, try and help yourself to really start to recognize your powers and that's when you're going to start to be able to use your powers. And again, I'll say if you've had if you've had a really shitty, excuse my language, year, last year, for example, it's time to try and pull yourself up by the bootstraps if you're ready and, uh, and see what you can do to feel more empowered. So what I am going to offer you now is um, an interview. It's actually not an interview. She's actually just recorded it for us. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to be introducing you to some of the best astrologers that I know, some of the best astrologers on the planet who are going to be giving us forecasts for the year ahead. I've asked them all, what do you think everybody needs to know about 2024? So you don't just get my opinion. You're getting the opinions of lots of really fantastic astrologers. We're kicking off with someone called 
Kim Farnell, who is a brilliant astrologer that I actually do a lot of work with. She is the astrologer I turn to with my Moonology Diary, for example, and she checks the text to make sure I haven't made any mistakes and things like that. So Kim Fairminer is her name, and you can find her at kimfairminer.com. She's an astrologer, she's a holistic counsellor, and on the subject of magic, she's a magic mentor who specialises in helping people through significant life changes and overcoming blocks. So if you're going through a life change or you're feeling blocked, you might want to look up Kim Fairminer, F-A-I-R-M-I-N-E-R. So I asked Kim, Kim, what do you think everybody needs to know about the astrology of 2024? And here's what she said. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We're just going to pause the podcast to do a call out to all astrology enthusiasts and the manifestors out there. So my mainly monology membership is gearing up for something really extraordinary, our very special latest Magical Nights workshop. So this year, 2024, blesses us with 11 nights that are brimming with incredible energy and April 21st stands out of one of these remarkable nights. Why is April 21 so special? Well, it's the day when Jupiter, the planet of good luck and expansion, aligns with Uranus, the planet of change, liberation, awakenings, and innovation. So this rare meeting, and it really is rare, is a potent moment of the year for breakthroughs, radical change, and unexpected opportunities. It's an ideal time to set intentions, break free from limitations, and also invite abundance into your life for reasons I will explain on the night. If you're already a member of my beautiful Mainly Moonology membership, keep an eye on your inbox because your Zoom invitation for this exclusive workshop will be on its way very soon. You obviously won't want to miss out on harnessing this super powerful energy to supercharge your manifesting. And if you're not a member yet, but you are intrigued by the magic of astrology and moonology and manifestation, there's a place for you in the community. Just go to mainlymoonologymembership.com to sign up and become part of a community that's dedicated to exploring the mysteries of the moon and beyond. Join us in time for the Magical Nights workshop and discover how to work with the universe's energy to create the life you're dreaming of. April 21 is just the beginning. We have 11 Magical Nights this year and the journey through 2024 promises to be transformational. So don't miss out to be a part of it. Sign up now and let's manifest together. Mainly moonologymembership.com. the Mainly Moonology podcast. I'm your host, Yasmin Boland, an award-winning astrologer and the Sunday Times best-selling author of books including Moonology and creator of the Moonology Oracle Cards. My intention for this podcast is to help you understand how you can create your dream life using Mainly Moonology, the moon, as your guide. Hi everyone, my name is Kim Fairminer. I am an astrologer from Brisbane, Australia and 2024 is going to be such an exciting year full of new possibilities. The big um, transit of the year is the Jupiter-Uranus connection in Taurus. When I was looking at all the transits and major planetary movements of the year, 
late March, April and May are my pick of the most pivotal months of 2024. So this is a really big, busy, dynamic time um, with a lot happening really in quite dense two-month period. There's the lunar eclipse in April followed up by the solar eclipse in Aries. There's the lunar eclipse in Libra followed by the solar eclipse in Aries. We've also got a Mercury retrograde there in Aries. And then, of course, the once in a decade-ish Jupiter-Uranus conjunction. And in 2024, it's happening in Taurus. Then in May, Jupiter moves into Gemini. So this really looks like a um, wake-up-to-reality um, moment. It's like you've hit the snooze a few times and then suddenly you like wake up and realize that you're running late and you make urgent adjustments um, to, you know, what you're setting out to accomplish. And really you're the only one that can do it. This isn't something that kind of can be delegated. And uh, some people are going to find this period like too fast paced. Um, it's really quite zingy energy. Other people are going to love it though. Um, and they're really exhilarated by this change. So some just watch your energy levels during that period um, because you could end up a bit wired and tired and you could find yourself oscillating between those two responses as well. Like sometimes you might like really be into it and then go, oh, sort of, you know, flaking on the couch afterwards. Um, my advice is to keep some flexibility in your own schedule. Be flexible with others too, because they're going to be making changes in their life as well. It's a really great time to live and let live. So what's happening is that Jupiter and Uranus, they like to try new things and extend themselves. They're both sky gods and they're collaborating in an earth sign. So you've got the heavens and the earth coming together. Jupiter is um, Zeus in the Greek pantheon. He's a sky god, the god of thunder. He's also a moral conscience and um, he guides us in right dealing with others and with ourselves. So he's really got this idea of integrity um, that's important to keep in mind. You've also got Uranus. He's much more rebellious. Um, he's associated with the myth of Prometheus. So he shares an interest with um, Jupiter with knowledge because what Prometheus did, he stole fire from the gods and fire is kind of, you can approach it as a metaphor for knowledge and Jupiter um, is the guru, um, also very interested in learning. So in a way, we're sort of learning about the earth. So Prometheus stole um, knowledge to share with humanity. So there's this real egalitarian um, interest that Uranus has, but and he's not a fan of hierarchy. And um, that's a theme that emerges with um, Pluto in Aquarius as well. Tete-a-tete between um, our sky gods is happening in the fixed earth sign of Taurus, ruled by Venus. So Taurus is associated with land, the environment, work and labour, um, tangible things, things that um, bring us comfort like food, um, how we use our resources, what we spend our money on. Um, fashion, fabric also come in there. I'm a bit sort of interested in that, um, you know, with the rise of the secondhand economy, um, you know, more sustainable fabrics. Um, so Taurus is more interested in the design not so much the design that I think perhaps will be more of a liberal thing, but in the production. So we've got this future focused energy. What happens to things after we use it? And Jupiter's quite optimistic though. He's got his eye on the horizon and he sees things far off, but he sees things for the better ways of making, um, you know, improvements. 
um, and, you know, involving more people. Um, Uranus has that um, way of um, looking at the world as well, progress, um, innovation, but Uranus is more individualistic in his approach. Anyway, so I think this um, transit is going to bring a bit of optimism about the future. Uranus has, has a scientific bent as well. So um, watch out for scientific breakthroughs, technological innovation, um, particularly around those sustainability topics. Um, and, you know, you might be working on that in your own life as well. Um, it's quite sort of, you know, radical energy, um, a bit of an up-leveling as well, that um, higher perspective. Um, so look to the area of um, your chart, the house of your chart, where Taurus um, is and ask what radical changes are you ready to make? There's liberation through and liberation from ideals and concepts which have a tangible impact on your work, your finances, your health and your lifestyle. This is real tangible um, earthy Taurus stuff, the nuts and bolts of life, if you will. And in a way, I don't feel like the, the newness of 2024 is going to be fully experienced until we enter that eclipse season in late March. Um, you know, we've got eclipses, Mercury retrograde, which is always exciting, and um, this Jupiter-Uranus conjunction. And then we have Jupiter moving into Gemini. So one of the things I actually love about 2024 is that all the outer planet transits involve Jupiter. And I think that's like one of the key flavors of the year ahead. Jupiter, as I've mentioned, brings that sense of optimism and growth. And particularly around those Gemini topics when um, Jupiter changes signs from late May. If you're a Taurus, you might be a little bit sad, understandably, about um, Jupiter moving out of your sign. But all the Geminis are really looking forward to Jupiter's arrival because Jupiter's like Santa Claus. He's generous and he wants us to enjoy life and he'll be doing it in by offering everything that Gemini has to offer. So Jupiter at in Gemini can be too many shiny things and trying to be everywhere simultaneously. Um, if you think in terms of sort of older broadcast mediums, we're like all, um, you know, up there on the internet these days. But if you think like radio or television, Jupiter and Gemini is kind of like um, channel surfing, like you're just changing the station all the time and never listening to a whole song or watching the entire show. So it's like that kind of hopping around. There's a really strong interest in um, communication and commerce. I think that the social media landscape is going to be super interesting um, once Jupiter moves into Gemini. So, like, new platforms might pop up. There'll be updates and further monetization of existing platforms. So more ads, um, experimental tweaks in the functionality and the algorithm from May onwards. Um, I think Threads is really an interesting one to watch as well because that's got that novelty value and, um, you know, Gemini loves new things. Um, and there's also um, they they work with a lot of conversation there, like so it's, you know, people writing to each other and having a bit of a chat, which is very Gemini. So expect more ideas, more conversation from um, Jupiter and Gemini, but not necessarily in-depth ones. There's this lightheartedness to it, a sense of play um, that we can bring to our spiritual journeys. Jupiter is a spiritual um, planet and you're spiritual people, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me. Um, and, uh, you know, be following Yasmin. We, um, you know, we're here for a reason. We're curious. We know that there's something more. And Gemini brings us that opportunity to um, try things as well. 
sort of max out, to use a very Jupiterian term, um, Jupiter in Gemini, keep an open mind and be curious for best results and also sense of humor. You could showcase it even with your family, have fun with friends, maybe even, you know, have some laughs at work, but, you know, not too much um, can be a Jupiter word as well. Um, he brings everything in abundance. So from a professional perspective, um, given that we're talking about work, Jupiter and Gemini is really great for writing and marketing. So if you're an author and you're writing a book or maybe you're a teacher and you're teaching a course, you'll have additional planetary support during this transit. Um, also, of course, there's that more advertising and more marketing. Um, so there'll be a lot of buying and selling as well. And I think things like information products, um, books, courses, lectures, debates, discussion panels, people are going to be more curious than ever and will want to know all the things. Jupiter's interested in topics like philosophy, dreams, religion, spirituality, higher education, publishing, and travel. Travel is a great thing to do to expand your mind and your experience. Um, you know, learning a foreign language would be like the perfect thing to do um, under with under Jupiter in Gemini. It'll be like, I don't know, look, maybe I'll finally crack Spanish and be able to hold a conversation without um, you know, resorting to my translator or being worried about tenses. Anyway, um, whatever you're learning, though, um, and it's just shopping around for it, it could come with a lot of extra Gemini spin. So if you're selling something, it's really important to stay in your integrity as a seller, whether you're popping it on Gumtree or Facebook Marketplace or um, in your work, you sell things. Um, you might sell, um, you know, crockery or cars. Like, you know, be in your integrity. It's Jupiter's the planet of right dealing. Um, and also read the fine print if you're... Um, buying so you know there's a two-way um depending on the end of the transaction you're on that you can bring the awareness of jupiter and gemini to those transactions in the second half of 2024 we've got the first of two passes of jupiter square to saturn and this is a real change of pace from that high paced zingy energy that, um, you know, tends to characterize the first half of the year. So all that expansion and the pivoting, the exploration, the, you know, trying new things that we've done in the first half of the year kind of brings into some challenges with that square between um, Jupiter and Saturn in the second half of the year. It's a classic tension between growth and containment. And there's a need to stabilise and consolidate in order to continue expanding. And so that sometimes can be tricky. Because Jupiter will be in Gemini and Saturn will be in Pisces, I'm anticipating mindset challenges. So, you know, we've got two halves to our brain, two things that our brain does. We've got our intellect and our imagination. And so there's, there's going to be this need for realism and perseverance that doesn't plummet into doom and gloom, bad Saturn, or go on a spacewalk into magical thinking, which can be, you know, like the Jupiterian pie in the sky. So when this square's active, your thinking might be muddled or you might feel that your intuition is suppressed. It's not going to be too bad, though, I don't think, because Pisces and Gemini are both mutable signs. So whichever way you lean isn't going to be permanent. You've got some flexibility there. And with that, there's an opportunity to readjust and bring yourself back into balance. And that will relieve a lot of that mental and psychic tension. 
So that transit carries us into 2025. And while it kind of seems pretty far off now, um, just sort of file that away that um, the second half of the year is, you know, slower and, um, you know, is going to require, I guess, in some ways more effort. There's not that rushing current of energy that, um, you know, perhaps that we're going to experience in um, the first half with um, so much changing in that late March to May period. Right at the end of 2024, we've got another Mercury retrograde period that starts in late November. And it starts um, in the middle of that Mercury retrograde period, Mars retrograde starts. So it's a bit of a double whammy there. But you'll, I mean, you know, we get three Mercury retrogrades every year. But I think it's the Mars retrograde one that's going to create a lot more frustration. Um, Mars retrograde is the least common retrograde cycle. And we're, we're just not as experienced at dealing with it. So things kind of tend to, you know, go off the rails a little more easily. Um, people get sort of pent up. And, you know, at that time of year which is when we're recording this, there's a lot going on. There's parties to go to, holidays to organise, end-of-year um, activities to tie up, and, you know, people are kind of ready for that fresh start. Mars is the planet of go, and a retrograde tends to say no, not really no. Generally, it's not yet, so there's a delay there. Um, but Mars doesn't like delays, um, and, you know, when you're waiting for... Um, you know, your Christmas activities to all come together. Um, you don't want delays when you're at the airport flying to an exotic location. Like, you know, this frustration and flaring tempers when we're really keen to do something and an obstacle is put in the way. Mars will be retrograde in fiery Leo too, which brings a little extra drama. Um, people are likely to get quite frustrated, particularly if they don't feel seen. Um and also added to the mix, Neptune is at a standstill in early December as well. So there's this real sense of slowing down. Yeah, so what I'm going to do, filing this away in my little brain, I plan to give myself extra time um, in that late November, December 2024 period and be extra organised if I can and extra flexible with whatever I'm doing at the time and also, you know, cut the people around me a bit of slack um, because perhaps they haven't listened to um, all the wisdom that Yasmin's sharing on her channel. Anyway, thank you for inviting me to share my thoughts on 2024. I wish you all a healthy, prosperous and joyful year ahead. I'm Kim Fairminer. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Mainly Moonology podcast. If you want to take Moonology to the next level and manifest the life of your dreams, join our growing community of magical people who come together to lift each other up as we meditate, manifest, and reclaim the magic that has been inside us all along. Head over to mainlymoonologymembership.com and awaken your true powers.